Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deep within your mind, look deep into the hate in my eyes! We are the Hey, hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case you don't, I am a 25-year-old piece of gold, the messiah of the microphone, of the greatest sports recreational podcast in the world today. I am also the Valkyrie King of the Great White North. Why? Because I'm Canada's favorite honorary son. And, of course, I am one half of your reigning, defending, undisputed bullet cast champions. But I never do it alone. You know he's my tag team partner, the Jim and my Jay, the Totem Arn, the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the award-winning Under the Raider, host and creator of Curveballs and Chair Shots, the first-ever and 11-time Bullet Cats champion, the Canadian destroyer, BT, Brandon Tan Guma. Brandon, it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's another episode of the Bullet Cast. Sorry, Philip, if my hearing isn't up to par. I just played the new Warzone season, and that cutscene at the beginning, doing a number on my ears. So if you know, you know. So I'm, I'm going a little hard of hearing today. Oh man, you're uh, you, you, I need a okay. hearing aid. You need a hearing aid. What? Uh, what is he selling? Hello, can you hear me? Can you? Can you hear me now? Can you? Can you hear me now? Episode two twelve, man. This is this is this is nice. We're, we're it feels like it feels like just yesterday we had episode two hundred and then episode one hundred and then episode one, which doesn't epi- count. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Every episode of this show counts. I don't give a damn if you were on it or not. They are all a part of the journey of how we got to here and how we're going to excel in the future. Okay. This all is right. Episode 211, if you ask me. No, 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 absolutely not. All right. But before we get into it, of course, we got to keep going with, we got to keep promoting HD for life. Ladies and gentlemen, it is on Teesprings or actually, I think Teesprings may have changed their name. This is what I keep hearing from uh, baby Huey of the end of the click podcast. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but HD for life. Teesprings, whatever the hell their name is now. Yes, please go look at the designs. We have Gitter Done 1 and 2, H Dog, Mother's Love, Hurry Up 1 and 2, King H Dog, H Dash Get It, Mr. Pimpin', <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mr. Sapo, HD for Life Americana, Common Sense, Soldier H Dog, and Life Safety. They have amazing hoodies, t shirts, sweatpants, tank tops, face masks, and bags, tote bags. Please, ladies and gentlemen, HD for Life uh, at teesprings.com. It's graffiti artwork by a by a by a good friend of mine, good friend of the show, and uh, yeah, man, it's it, it 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 looks like some really really good stuff. Absolutely, we 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 do need to pick some up. I'm 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 not opposed to getting the uh, getting the uh, oh no, you know may, maybe the get her done, you know, because wasn't that Larry the Cable Guy? Wasn't that his little catchphrase when he was popular, when he was hot back back in like what 2011, 2012? Get her done. I'm doing some, some research, and according to my sources, on January 6, 2021, Teespring announced that they were transitioning to a new brand name called Spring. No T anymore, just Spring. Oh, it's Spring. Okay, okay, there we go. Well, it's Spring, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's how we know it now. Spring.com. That's that's interesting, I guess. I, I guess. Um. Well, yeah, please go, go. HD4Life slash Spring.com. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's it's some elite artwork. Speaking of elite, Brandon, somebody somebody's new to the all elite wrestling roster and broadcast team. Who might that be? I don't know. I think 
There's a new show on AEW, I heard, and it's going to be a pretty big show. Oh, 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 not to go big show, but, 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 but AEW, uh, was it Evaluation Evolution, something like that? Dark Elevation. Dark Elevation, so it's an extension of Dark. Which I don't know why you just don't call it AEW Elevation instead of Dark Elevation, but that's just me. There's still dark matches, bro. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a branding expert, but. But, but you're the chief branded officer. Exactly. Yes, Not yes, to be yes. confused with the chief brandy officer. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul White, formerly the big show. He is now all elite. Where I'm going to miss hearing that song, dude. I really am, bro. Uh, it, actually, a couple of days ago, we just celebrated 22 years in WWE. Of course, he made his debut in 1999 at St. Valentine's Day Massacre uh, when uh, Austin and McMahon had that uh, steel cage match. Yeah, man. So what are your thoughts on Paul White jumping over to AEW? I was shocked. I was like, really? Show? The last time we saw him was on my birthday, January 4th, uh, on that Legends Night episode of uh, Monday Night Raw where he was being belittled by um, the Viper, Randy Orton. So what are your thoughts on Paul White becoming all elite? I was definitely shocked, just like you and probably a bunch of other people. This is, I would say this is really big news, not exactly for the acquisition, but I would just say because of what it means. You had Chris Jericho, we thought would be a lifelong WWE guy, signs with AEW, still pretty much on the active roster every week. And then you get Paul White, who, you know, he, he's been sporadic these past few years. We saw him at the end of WrestleMania. And he was, as you said, 22 years with WWE. And I would have thought he wasn't leaving at all. If maybe he wasn't going to be a part of WWE all the time. I mean, we saw him with the Netflix stuff. And he was kind of branching outside. And I don't know what this means, how their relationship, whether it devolved or AEW just kind of made him an offer he couldn't refuse. But this is, I would say this is definitely a, a big, big move for AEW. And they're saying he's going to wrestle still, which, I mean, I, I, I'm not excited to see Paul White wrestle. But I think this just shows that the loyalty that I think people just assume, or at least WWE assumes that they have because they're the biggest company, might be fading. Yeah, I mean, well, Jericho jump ship sting. That was a, that was like, oh, okay. He, he you know, he. he well, his contract expired, and we just thought he'd be on a Legends deal because he, he really didn't pop up, like, after his Hall of Fame. Like, that was it for him. And show, like, this – it just makes you wonder, like, who else? Who else could jump ship? We, we have a name on, on the outside of the ring that we're going to talk about that, could, that you know, we, we you never know, could could possibly jump ship. But it's interesting, um, Big Show, I mean, just the wealth of knowledge that the guy has, and he could really help the big men in AEW. I mean, I know the guys aren't the stature of him – because he's the largest athlete in the world, but you know, you like he can help guys like a Brian Cage or like a Will Hobbs, you know. So that, that's that, that's awesome, man. And he says he has a lot left in the tank, you know. So, hey, <laughs> you know, you know what we're gonna see? We're gonna see Marco Stunt versus Paul White. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as I said, I'm not excited to see that, but with with the unfortunate passing of uh, Brody Lee, I think Paul White can kind of fill in that void of kind of like the bigger. Dude, I mean, Lance Archer is, I think, right now, like the biggest guy on the roster. So, obviously, the big show is much bigger than him. And he can come in and out sporadically. And he has kind of the ties to WCW, similar to Sting. But I think, as you said, his contribution, I think, is going to be more behind the scenes or even on the commentary team, which I've never heard him do commentary, really, except for maybe some guest spots. But I I would like – I'm interested to see what he can do with Tony Schiavone. Maybe I can pick up some pointers from from, uh, – the big show brandon did you hear my commentary debut 
I did hear your commentary debut. As I said before, very impressed that you're able to remember and know all these people's names because I think every single one of them, I didn't know any of them. And yet you're out here just remembering all their names. I'm very bad with names. I'll watch television shows forever and I still like not remember their names. I'll just be like, you know, that's like the cute one or that's the one with the fuzzy hair and all that other stuff. It's, I can't remember anything. I'm terrible. Yeah. Well, the, I think that is the only battle royal I will call in my, uh, in my career, unless Vince wants you know wants me to do a Royal Rumble, you know what I'm saying? But did I do okay? Did I do all right? You you did fantastic, Philip. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, more matches from GSW High Voltage will be airing uh, next week, I believe. Starting up, got some got some good matches. Uh, shout out to Gio Galvano. That's his first championship ever. He won in professional wrestling, the Next Gen title, and I had the privilege of calling that. So that that means the world to me. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we have some new WWE signees. This is the largest class in Performance Center history. The largest women's class, too. Brandon, who are some of the notable names? Well, you told me to break out the list. I'm going to break out the entire list, and I will give you maybe some highlights or whatever. I'm on the WWE website, so if you want to go follow along, go pause it and check it out right now. So we have... I don't know if this is an alphabetical order, but anyways, we have Bronson Rick Steiner. He is the son of Rick Steiner. Haven't seen him wrestle at all. Don't know if, what he's exactly done, but six feet tall, 230 pounds. So he's a thick lad. And then we have Kira Magnin Force Forrester. Forrester? That's Ty Valkyrie. We've talked in depth about her enough. Oh, wait, did they change her name? That's what it says on the thing. Her, it's in bold. Kira Magnin Forster. Dash Forster. Fost Forster. It's F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Or is that her real name? I think that's her real name. Known to wrestling fans is Ty Valkyrie. Is a yeah. is 11-year veteran. Let's be honest. Is she going to really be named Ty Valkyrie? We shall I, see. I would hope so. And uh, Then we have Sean Ricker, who recently debuted in NXT television as LA Knight. So there's Eli Drake. Uh, Angela Arnold, trained in the Squared Circle under Booker T. Parker Bordeaux, everyone's car, Bar, Bar, Drag, Bar, how do you say his name? Because I just assumed it was like Scarlet, but apparently it's not. Uh, it's uh, Bordeaux, not Bordeaux, it's Bordeaux. Anyways, he's the uh, the big lad, 6'4", 300 pounds, everyone's calling him Baby Brock. But he's, he's, from the he's, uni- he's from the University of what? Central Florida, UCF. There you go. Home of Blake Bortles. Do you think you're getting a Blake Bortles shout out on the podcast today, did you? You don't even know who Blake Bortles is. Anthony Henry, a standout competitor in Evolve. Chance Barrow, better known to fans as Harlem Bravado, a veteran of the independent scene. Uh, Tresha Serrano, now competing as Zoe Stark. We saw her compete a couple of weeks ago in her debut. She faced Io Shirai. Have not seen NXT yet. Christian Brigham, a Massachusetts native with six years of experience. Priscilla Kelly, well-known on the indie scene, and she was in the May Young Classic in 2018. Drew Casper, the brother of Jacob Casper, who joined the WWE Performance Center in October 2020. Brianna Coda, known as Cora Jade, a 19-year-old Illinois native. So I got to get some young bloods in there. Christian Hubble, a former college cheerleader. Matrick Belton, a Division I football player at the University of South Carolina. Cameron Clay, who has competed in the ring for four years and has been in the ring with Shotzi. So shout out Shotzi. Joe Ar- Ariola, 25-year amateur wrestler from Oak Park, Illinois. Taylor Wait, Gray. Joe, 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 what? Ar- Ari- Ariola. Ariola? Thought- yes. 
I mean, <laughs> that's what I thought you said. A A R I O L A. Yeah, they Ari- they need they need to change his name. I'm gonna go with Ariola. Ariola. I'm gonna go with Ariola. Anyways, then we have uh, Taylor Grotto from Clearwater Beach, for Florida, competed on Evolve and Shine as Avery Taylor, and finally Carissa Rivera, a from New Jersey, made herself known in the independent scenes in that area. So that is a a long list of names. We've talked about some of them already, but uh, maybe we'll, I mean we've already seen Zoe Stark, a relative unknown on NXT, Priscilla Kelly, we know Eli Drake. Bordeaux, and of course, the big name everyone's going to talk about, Ty Valkyrie. That's awesome, man. You know, Bordeaux, I think he could be a real titan for the industry, a real ram, just like Blake Bortles. There you go. You see, I I, I threw it out there. You're welcome. You're welcome. Definitely Football did, references. Definitely Football didn't just look up Blake Bortles' Wikipedia page. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't look up the 28-year-old quarterback standout. I did not look him up. How dare you? Never do that. He's a 28-year-old standout. I mean, you can't really be a standout at 28 unless you're yeah, like... Yes, you can. You know, you, you I, look, I'm a standout at 25. Look at look at what we're doing here. You know, I'm going to be a standout at 46 when we're still doing this damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Blake, I mean, Blake Bortles, watch out, Matt Stafford. He's coming for your job. Absolutely. Matt Camp's coming for the job, too. Shout out the bump. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is a nice class. I'm excited for it. Um, Can't wait to see what they're going to do. Like I said, let Ty, just let her keep her name, bro. And they should have let Eli Drake keep his name, too. I mean, L.A. Knight just doesn't roll off the tongue like Eli Drake. You know, he should do the dummy. Yeah, gimmick, though. They should have sold a whole bunch of those buttons at TNA. WWE, listen to your boy. Listen to the marketing strategist here. Let him do it. Sell a whole bunch of buttons. And you'll 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 make a lot of money. Just listen to me. Just listen to me. You know. Yeah. But I mean, uh, how, how do you feel about this whole new class? For the most part, I mean, besides the names I kind of highlighted, I don't know anything about really any of them. I know Parker Bordreau has been getting a lot of buzz. I haven't seen really anything of him besides pictures of him being a big, thick lad. But uh, we shall see. It's a you know a lot. Unfortunately, you know probably there's going to be a few who don't really see anything from, but a lot of them seemingly are kind of independent names. So they have credibility in the ring already. And we might see them pop up on NXT, like a squash match here, here and there. And then maybe like next year in 2022, we'll uh, see some more of them. Absolutely. Parker board board. Bordeaux, there we go. I almost, almost said Bordeaux. Yeah, man. I mean, he could be one of the. I mean, he does look like Baby Brock. We, we've talked about that. Uh, he could be one of two things. He could be a, 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 a the, the next big thing, sure, or he could be a big guy that just doesn't work out. Like, um, a homie, homie from uh, Tough Enough in 2015, the Yeti dude. Yeah, that that big dude with the long hair. Like he was supposed to be like. You lost a whole bunch of weight during the workouts. He was supposed to be the the, the next big deal, and then ZZ. No, not ZZ, <laughs> not ZZ. But uh, not, not, nothing really happened for him. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those guys, you know, they they were supposed to be something, but nothing happened. Could, could Parker Bordreau be that? The only ones that panned out were Velveteen Dream, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Yes, and they didn't even win. Exactly. I mean, I thought Mandy should have won, but I uh, I thought Mandy should have won too. Like, well, let's get real. But no. the, uh, the, the well, the the one who actually won is, I think, married or at least has a kid with the one you're talking about. The one who, no, won. no, the one who won, she has a kid with uh Blake from Blake and Murphy. Are you sure? Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure. I don't, I don't remember. Yes, I'm, I'm positive. I, I keep up on the personal lives, so, so we can talk about them here. Yeah. Good job. 
Yes. Anyway, so congratulations to those people. Um, we uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen for them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next on our script, uh, uh, Sasha Banks was on a Broken Skull Sessions. Yep. She was on the Broken Skull Sessions discussing <laughs> discussing her her life um, and how, how she got to WWE, her love and passion for the craft and the art form that is professional wrestling. It is an art, Jim Cornette, you stupid idiot. Um, and yeah, man, you know, just, it, was, it was just good. I learned a lot, man. You know, she was burnt out. She was tired. Uh, Vince gave her 30 days. She said, nah, I need to take more than 30 days. She was gone for like five, five and a half months. And yeah, man. I definitely did no, watch didn't. this film. No, no, you didn't. But I did watch. All right, I didn't watch, but I have seen uh, some snippets and I've seen uh, some clips, uh, some excerpts of what she was talking about. You know, obviously the big one everyone's talking about is Vince giving her 30 days to kind of reevaluate because she wanted to quit. But then she actually kind of big league Vince. It took longer than 30 days, which shows you, I think Vince has an appreciation for people who know their worth. And if they have like a spine, I know it's really intimidating, really scared. And, you know, whoever, a lot, maybe Elias could get away with it, but even lower than that, like Dominic. I don't think Dominic could get away with doing something like that. But when you get Sasha Banks doing, I think he appreciates it. And, also, uh, the Ronda Rousey situation kind of taken aback of that. But if you want to take a take a jab at the early stuff, Philip, what do you got to say? I mean, it's a lot of stuff we've already heard before. You know, just her love for the business, her love for Eddie Guerrero, how she absolutely, how she was just drawn to him, how she was captivated by him. You know, like we we, we already know that stuff. And uh, you know, like just, and, and you know, they talk about the NXT run, which you, you like they're showing the clips of those matches, man. Oh, it's just a special time, dude. Like, I, I remember that stuff so fondly. That's when I really just started messing with NXT. Because let me tell you, man, I was on the Sasha bandwagon before she became the boss. When Netflix was, or not Netflix, but when NXT was, like, sporadically, like, on the WWE.com. And, like, you could find, like, full episodes somewhere on YouTube. That, that's when I was messing with Sasha. I've been a fan for that long, my guy. And to see her growth to now, it's it's awesome. But so yeah, you were man. on the Sasha bandwagon. I was on. I led the Becky Lynch bandwagon. Yeah, they showed Becky before, you know, like the steam and stuff when she had the darker red hair. I was like, oh my god! And it was like 2015, which was only like what six years ago, but it seems like so so long ago. Because that's just how wrestling moves. Yeah, and then I was also going to talk about the Ronda Rousey thing, where she, you know, I, I think we've seen this with kind of wrestlers, maybe even people in general like wrestling fans of like, oh, the big star comes in and they take all this money, but they're a big star and they demand that type of money. And it was, I think it was still worth it. I know maybe she didn't have a long run and she did everything maybe people expected to do, but it's also kind of very similar to Bad Bunny. I think people are kind of in the wrestling bubble too much. It's like, oh, I don't like that. So they shouldn't do it. But you need to think bigger than yourself and bad bunny attracts mil I don't know, I say millions of people, but he probably knows or is connected to millions more people than actually watch WWE. And if he can bring in a couple thousand, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Well, to Ronda Rousey. Well, let's talk about bad bunny. Once we get to uh, Monday night raw, cause I, I, I have thoughts about him, but uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, I know you didn't watch the, the broken skull session, but it was, it was just definitely super did. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, okay. What'd she say about school then, Brandon? Uh, she took online class, or she was scheduled for online classes, but she didn't actually do them. She was just too busy watching wrestling the entire time. That's already public knowledge. Well, 
it was like the first five minutes of the thing after Elimination Chamber. So I wow. watched it. So, boom. Wow. Watch it, Brandon. It's good. It's good. Please watch it. Do it for me. Do it for your old buddy, Philip. Will you do it? Yes? No? Probably not. All right. Moving on. Uh, we have some sad news, ladies and gentlemen. Outside of the ring, Josephus, a.k.a. the question mark from the NWA, uh, he passed away yesterday. And it's, it's really s- shocking to me. I was like, wait, what? He, he's he's gone? Uh, Billy Corgan, you know, um, owner of uh, the NWA, he put it up on his Instagram. And he just uh, let, 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 let the world know. Um, Josephus, he was an interesting character, man. He, he, he was different. He had the, he had like a cult like vibe to him, even though he didn't have any, any followers like that, except for that, uh, that bald woman. I can't remember her name. Uh, he really came to prominence when a Tim storm was the NWA champion and they were, they were feuding for the title. And then he, he got really big as the question mark uh, when NWA was running its studio show. So RIP to Josephus, may he, may he rest in peace, man. Yeah. Big RIP. I'll be honest, I, I didn't really know too much about him. I don't watch NWA, but he also played, I believe, uh, Young Brody on the Dark Side of the Ring episode. So that's also maybe if you, you saw that instead of NWA, that might be a way you know him. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, Anna J will be out for 6 to 12 months with a shoulder injury. Damn. I mean, yeah, she was supposed to be in the Eliminator Tournament and thing, you know. Separated shoulder, not a good, not a good thing. Six to twelve months. You also have Chris Statlander out there on the uh, on the sidelines as well. So, I mean, the women's division AEW is already kind of thin as it is, and losing those two definitely is going to hurt. I mean, Anna J. I, I think she's she's good. She, I don't think she's been like you know put in the spotlight that maybe could show that she could be bigger and do be- bigger and better things. She's a fun time on being the elite with the Dark Order bit, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, sad. Hopefully she can uh, recover, come back stronger than ever. Absolutely, absolutely. There we go, there we go. All right, uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. That's going to de- – actually, it's going to be – so it's going to be an eight-part docuseries and then WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Um, It's going to debut on A&E. It's going to be on April 18th. And yeah, man, so it's going to start off with your boy, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they're going to cover Austin, they're going to cover Shawn Michaels, they're going to cover Macho Man, Warrior, uh, Booker T, and then they're going to move into the treasures aspect of the project where Stephanie and uh, Hunter go around looking for lost treasures in WWE history. I'm excited for it, man. It's different. It's something new. You know, we're going to have Dark Side of the Ring starting back up pretty soon, and this, that's cool, man. WWE and AEW are A-E-A and E linking up uh it's a cool little project that they're doing it's always interesting to see stephanie kind of outside the wwe bubble on on television she had her little thing that she did on what is it undercover boss and i thought she did not come across very well in that but uh maybe she's a little more likable with triple h in in this show whoa 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 whoa. what was not to like about stephanie mcmahon I mean, she, you know, she has her, she puts on her brave face and, you know, she all smiles and everything, but it was the WWE is, you know, fixes everybody's life. And it was just all corporate mumbo jumbo. It's, you know, it's not just her. It's more, it's the thing on undercover boss, but because I know more about WWE, I think I see through it a lot more. They do fix people's lives. What are you talking about? But they're, you know, talking about how big of an impact and how great the company is it's all just it one is. pr it's all just it's all a pr it, stunt it is it's it's a humongous company it's it's great business i love wwe 
Bachelor. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not getting paid to say any of that. I, I genuinely do love WWE. If I didn't love WWE, we wouldn't talk about it on this show. I mean, come on, man. It's okay. Wow. You will respect WWE here. I, I, won't, I won't not have that hate speak here. All right? Okay. Speaking of WWE, uh, Christian made his return in the WWE Royal Rumble back in January. And, um, yeah, so... John Moxley gave an interview with, I think it's Inside the Ropes over in the UK, and he said one guy he would love to have in the AEW locker room is Christian. Now, could we see Christian Cage make a jump over to AEW? I mean, you know, he left WWE back in, what, 05 or 06 to go to TNA, had a great run over there for a couple years and came back to WWE. I mean, Christian looks to be in impeccable shape. He's been cleared to wrestle, obviously. And, you know, I've heard guys over the last, really, last, like, year and a half, couple months, Talk about, yeah, man, like he just has such a great mind for this business and you know, like the way his mind works about putting together spots and all this other stuff and working in the ring, how he's so smooth and crisp. That's a great positive guy to have in the locker room. Could I mean, I, I assume we're going to get a tag team run with him and Edge, but could, could you see Christian making the jump to AEW? I definitely can see Christian jumping over to AEW. The Big Show did it, and I think the Big Show was much more locked in with the company than Christian is, as you said. He already left a few years ago to go to TNA and have that run, and I do think we're going to see Christian in the Edge-Roman storyline, whether it be a tag team match or Roman beating down Christian for, for heat. So maybe we're not going to see Christian like next month, but I think there's a good possibility. If he is cleared and maybe WWE, very similar to what happened with TNA, whatever, 10 plus years ago, they don't see that much in him. Christian feels like he can do more, whether it's in front of the camera, behind the scenes, and maybe he thinks I can go to AEW. I have connections there and it'll work out. Well, I mean, like, here's another thing. With show going there and then let's say if Christian goes there, you know, all the people who don't like AEW, like, oh, it's just, it's all, they call it all ex-WWE, which it does get on my nerves a little bit. I'm like, name one wrestling company out of New Japan, MLW, NWA, and Impact, and Ring of Honor. Out of those five companies, name one of them that has no WWE talent there. No ex-WWE talent. Can you? No, you can't. Because all of them have ex-WWE talent there. And people loved the Monday Night Wars, and the biggest part was everyone just jumping back and forth. Now, I will say, it's not Mox. I mean, we have Moxley and Miro for the most part, like really the only like big jumps, and they are kind of the older guys. But we're, I think, once I mean the pandemic, I think kind of put a halt on some people's contracts, and everything's kind of wonky. But I think we're gonna see in the next five years, we're gonna see some big jumps. I don't know if it's like Sasha Banks big jumps. Or Seth Rollins, not Roman Reigns, but you never say never, or John Cena or anything like that. Hey, you never think- know. We, they didn't think uh, you didn't think Hogan would jump to WCW, but yet he did. They never thought Flair would leave like WCW NWA, but he went over the WWF. Yeah, I'm not putting anything at 100. percent I put everything at 95, 98. I never say never. What is Joe Onawai doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that at 100 though. Oh, oh I mean, unless there is like oh, an official man. link with AEW and Impact, but I don't think he's to make his debut for AEW on Impact. No, 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 no. But yeah, man, uh, that that would be interesting. And last up, uh, could we see the return of Corazon de Leon? Chris Jericho a couple weeks ago filed a trademark for uh, Corazon de Leon, aka the Heart of the Lion, 
Lionheart. And uh, yeah, man. So people I was speculating, is he bringing the gimmick back? But Jericho has been an advocate of saying he never wants to do the same thing twice. So the, it, it, it's probably just for merch, merchandise purposes. Yeah, probably, you know, those, uh, I almost said Mustafa Ali, Muhammad Ali, kind of those throwback type of shirts. They're real big. I could see him trying to do some merch like that. But I will say that whatever silk shirt he was wearing in AEW yesterday, Gave me some real Y2K, Y2J vibes from like 99, 2000. Yeah, it gave me like, I don't know why, it gave me Versace vibes. Did, 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 did you get that? Maybe because I just watched that biopic recently. That's probably why I felt that. But yeah, man. Yeah, Chris Jericho, big baller. I went, maybe it was Versace. Yeah, we, we don't know. Maybe he hit up Donatella personally. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I have some Versace cologne. Uh, that that's my closest tie because I can't I can't afford anything in that store. Maybe when the podcast picks up, we we can do that. You ever been that's to a that, you ever been to a Versace store? I have been to a Versace outlet. I think when I went to Orlando for when I went to Disney World, I went to like a fancy mall and had like a lot of uh, like the designer stores. I know I went to Gucci. I've I've been to like some high end stores, but I don't know if I've ever been to an actual Versace store. I went to one when I was living in Dallas. And my roommate didn't want to go in there. He's like, no, man, we, we, we'll look out of place. I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. We just went in there to look around. I saw this dude. He bought a belt, some cologne, and, like, two T-shirts. And that that, that was, like, $2,500. And I'm like, oh, man, we, we are out of place. Let's get out of the store. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I looked at, like, a belt, and it was, like, 1200 or something. I don't I remember exactly what the price was, but I thought it was, like, 100 instead of like a thousand something it was crazy yeah 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 maybe one day we'll be able to afford those things brandon all right some gucci flip-flops oh yeah absolutely here we go out uh, inside of the ring levi shapiro makes his debut for aew dark in a massive eight-man tag team match the streak continues brandon the streak continues yeah we we keep doing it Who who do you think's next who else have we interviewed that I mean, Starboard Charlie, like he, he he's bound to break on sometime. I know he's a TikTok star, but I'm he sure. He is a TikTok star. You are welcome, Charlie, if you're listening to this. I gave him his TikTok fame. Well, I I, I gave him his TikTok fame, too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, I interviewed him last year, and then the I TikTok mean, thing just blew up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I interviewed him before you. Sometimes it just takes time, you know? Like, 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 like look at Hobbs. Look at Hobbs. I interviewed him. Boom. World, world's freshest tag team. I knew for them, boom. They could become Ugwa Tag Team Champions next month. So you, you never know. You never know. If they win those, it's because of your boy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it this day in wrestling. We have some uh, things to talk about. Wrestle War 1990, I think Sting versus Ric Flair happened, because it always did. ECW return of the, not Finkel, but Funker. At 1995, I don't know why it says Finkel. You have, um, oh man, I forget who won the tag team titles. It, it may have been. May have been Taz and Sabu. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, no Way Out 2001, you have uh, The Rock defeat Kurt Angle for the WWF title. Raw on this day in 2002, you have Stone Cold defeat Mr. Perfect. Raw on this day in 2013, you have uh, that awesome match with uh, John Cena and uh, CM Punk where you know Punk pulls out the pile driver and apparently Vince had a heart attack backstage. You know, that, that, that was awesome. Punk is credited that as being his true WrestleMania match and not the match he had with uh, The Undertaker at 29. Elimination Chamber 2018, Roman Reigns defeats, what, seven other guys or something like that, six other guys, to become the number one contender to Brock Lesnar's universal title at WrestleMania 34. 
Got some birthdays. DJ Gabriel is 38 years old. Maria Canellis is 39. Sean O'Hare would have been 50, the original Karrion Cross. And ladies and gentlemen, the nature boy, the two-time WWE Hall of Famer, the 21-time, yes, not 16, 21-time World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. He is 72 years old. Happy birthday, Nate. Woo! Brandon, give me a woo. Woo! There we go. You love, you love to hear it, you know? You know? Speaking Absolutely. of Levi Shapiro, friend of the podcast, Brian Zane, did do a pay-per-view recap of No Way Out 2001 recently. Just watched it, so... Oh, how, was that? That how was that? How was you like? Did you, are you a fan? Do you care? Looks like a good show. Okay. Okay. The uh, three stages of hell, two out of three falls match between Stone Cold and Triple H. I love three stages. And like a doozy. Brandon, we, we should have a three stages of hell match. No, I so, did put it. I did put it out into the universe. You know, traditional wrestling match first fall. Okay. You get to pick the second. No, I'll pick the second, and you can pick the third. Hair versus hair. <laughs> I just got it back. No, no, we're cool. I did put it out to the universe. Uh, I, I want a un- title unification match. The Bulletcast title for the PE3 Public Enemies World Championship. Yep, yep, let's make it happen. All right, fan mail. Who do who 420? Who do you? Mates, I've been a fan of his since the real world. <laughs> Congrats. Oh, I forgot to read this uh, during um, the Elimination Chamber recap. Uh, congrats to the Miz. Um he earned it 10 years ago, and he double, he's doubled that in the last uh, 10 years later. Congrats, champ. Yeah, man, I'm happy for the Miz. Uh, Jack of all trades. Miz is the WWE champion. I'm fine with it. Uh, wasn't a fan of all those. I wasn't a fan all those years ago when he first won it, but since then, he stepped up the game so much, and he should have won it right after the Talking Smack promo with Daniel Bryan. But it's good that he has it now. Yeah, man, he should have, like, he should have won it, like, that WrestleMania, you know, instead of the the whole thing with him and Maurice going against Nikki and John. I, I def I would probably agree that that time would be a better chance, better time to give him the title. I, the thing is with the Miz now, he's just been portrayed as such a joke that it's hard for me to like, take him seriously. Like we're going to talk about the thing with Lashley. I don't have any faith that the Miz has any chance against Lashley. And the Miz, I don't know if I'd say go away heat per se, but it's kind of like when he comes on, he does his shtick with Morrison. I just kind of roll my eyes and I don't really pay attention. He doesn't captivate me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, I mean, he has been getting a little bit more serious as of late, so I don't know. We'll see. Nigerian Prince, they better have Lashley win the title. It's time. It's been time. Hey, we're going to talk about it. We are going to talk about that. Alfie Lewis, Riddle sucks. Waste of a title change. Oh, I mean, yeah, but as we saw, they're definitely elevating Lashley with the Keith Lee situation. I don't know if that was the plan to get the title on Keith Lee. And I've I've talked about it. The riddle situation. I know the whole behind the scenes thing is is one thing, but if you're going to push them, just the way they're portraying him to just be an absolute dope and a clown, it's I don't know who it really helps besides getting Vince Chuckles backstage. (laughs) <laughs> he's an idiot <laughs> that's probably what's going on back there Dan Sting looked decent on Dynamite but he was hella gassed you could tell he was he was breathing a little heavy I mean he's 61 like I don't, I don't know I don't know what you expect man maybe he just needs to hit the Stairmaster isn't, isn't that right Brandon you know Regal said if, if you want to get that in-ring cardio back hit the Stairmaster right 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 
Mm-hmm. Right before Timothy Thatcher got signed, saw him at the at the Crunch Gym doing the Stairmaster. Why didn't you ask him to come on the show, Brandon? Come on, man. You, you don't try to converse with the wrestlers when they're at the gym, especially when they're Stairmaster. Oh, when they're, no. When dude. they're doing cardio, you're not – I would I would not even want anyone to talk to me while I'm trying to struggle to do cardio. I, I talked to Amos Johnson at the gym once. You know, I was almost on the elliptical. I was like, hey, bud, you know, how's it going? He was working there at the time, just chopping it up. He said, you, you can do that. You can do that. It's okay. You just have to you just have to be respectful about it. I'm scared of Thatcher. He he stretched me. <laughs> Stretch it real good. <laughs> Jack of all trades. We got a lot of fan mail. Uh, I'm not interested in Shaq wrestling. Uh, I get he's a big name, a big name, legendary athlete. I get the TNT connection, but uh, no. Let this be the first and only time this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the big show's back. We're finally gonna get that match. Oh my God, I forgot all about that. Let's. Yeah, wasn't Shaq and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale? Yeah, five years ago. That's where it all kind of started. Yes, 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 I did. All right, and brightest day X, Mr. X, here we go. Good God, I loved everything about Darby and Sting last night. Darby's face paint, him uh, rappelling down to the ring gave me the uh, nostalgia pop. Sting hitting the stinger splash and dropping Cage with the scorpion death drop. My only concern with this whole thing is... Are they are they trying to turn Darby into the new Sting? Uh, when the storyline should be helping to elevate him to a proper main event status. We can talk about that once we get to Dynamite. Uh, I saw online that Keith Lee has fallen into the group of wrestlers that Vince simply doesn't get. Uh, it was suggested that this was the real reason he was pulled from the U.S. title match this past Sunday. If this is true, is Keith Lee dead in the water on the main roster? Uh, I don't think so. I, it, it, he. I read something about maybe an injury, possibly. I don't know. Um, I, heard, I heard an injury. Not exactly sure what it is, but yeah, I would say it's another instance of an NXT star not being utilized properly on the main roster. I mean, he came up at the end of 2020. He wasn't exactly buried like Riddle, but he wasn't really used at all. We thought maybe him and Sheamus were going to do something with Drew. That never really came to fruition. And then maybe he was going to win the U.S. title, and then he gets injured. That doesn't come to fruition. So I, I definitely would say Keith Lee has been a disappointment because, I mean, he was double champ, whatever, what, six, seven months ago, and he was pretty hot. And then he kind of gets hot shot to the main roster and it didn't really pan out. I mean, even in what, 2019 when he did the Survivor Series thing, he was the standout. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the uh, – maybe it was a – was it a day of or Chronicle when he, like, gets to the main roster and Vince, you know, he's in the chairs like – you know, uh, he was just giving them some pointers, like, look, look what I got here. You know, we, we, we can make some money, you know, so I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. Um, hopefully he has everything. It's just I feel it's just the fat thing. I think that's the only reason why it, Vince. It doesn't. On him. I, I don't know, man. Put him on SmackDown. Who, who cares? Let, let him. Ooh, him and Roman. Let's do it. Let's do that. Can we do that? Can we just throw him on SmackDown, man? Is it possible? Anything's possible. That's what Kevin Garnett said. Oh, God. Uh, how long is The Miz keeping the title this time? Uh, just until Mania so Drew can kick his head off for the 10th time in a row and reclaim the championship in front of a crowd, maybe till SummerSlam? Um, well, the Miz just... isn't holding the title past Fastlane. Yeah, let's just jump right into Monday Night Raw. So here we go. So The Miz is celebrating on Miz TV with his WWE championship. I- I'm sad they didn't give him like some real custom side plates. They just like got the regular WWE ones and turned them upside down. Just they just disrespected the Miz. 
How dare they just disrespect him? Doesn't most... he have like the Miz? Like, well, I guess it's not really his logo anymore, but he has like the eyes. So, why don't you yeah, like, yeah, put those upside down? So then he wears the belt upside down. So then it's the M. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, um, yeah. So, and then, you know, Lashley and uh, MVP come out. MVP's like, no, no, no. We had a deal. Lashley takes care of Drew. You win the title. Lashley's first in line. So next week it will be Drew Mac, not Drew. Oh my God, what's his name? Bobby Lashley versus the Miz for the WWE title. Um, look, I've wanted the Miz to be champion for so long. I'm, I was genuinely happy for the guy. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, looking at it, could Lashley could Lashley win the WWE Championship? Is this is this a real possibility? Like you know, the Hurt Business has really truly elevated him. Like I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, before that, we had in the main event, Lashley pinning Braun Strowman pretty clean, something we don't see very often. And it's going to be one-on-one against Lashley and Miz. I would just put the title on Lashley. No shenanigans, no nothing, I know. But in my heart of heart, it's probably going to be a schmoz leads to a title defense at Fastlane. That's where Lashley wins it. We didn't see Drew at all. He was at the show. No injury, no nothing, no COVID, anything of that nature. So... I, I think for my what I would do personally, just put on Lashley and then have it be Miz, not Miz, McIntyre, Lashley, maybe throw in Sheamus. But I think the way they built up Lashley, these fat, like pretty much the entire pandemic has been fantastic. And I, the one thing is like Lashley and Miz are both heels, but I think right now you're kind of rooting for Lashley, please, the, just the no nonsense badass. And I think that's really what you want to do. So you want to get the title off of Miz into a legit heel with Lashley, have McIntyre win against Lashley against an actual crowd, something he couldn't do last year. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see where they truly do go with this. Um, I mean, Bobby Lashley being the WWE champion, he should have been champion like 15 years ago when he was there. You know what I'm saying? He had runs with the U.S. ECW titles. Okay, cool. Won the U.S. title um, last year. That's awesome. Cool. Straight up. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I feel bad for the Miz, just a transitional champion, you know? And people online are like, oh, he only needs the money in the bank to win the title. Like, bro, who, who cares? He's the champion. Yeah, like, was anybody really, like, you look back at Edge's, like championship runs, two of them came with a money in the bank briefcase, and nobody's complaining about that. You know what I'm but saying? Not all of them. Not all of them. No, but I mean, well, that's because Edge was always in the title picture. Miz isn't. He's not always in the title picture. The Miz, first ever two-time Grand Slam champion. Is that really true, though? Like, can we look at the history of the business? Is that really true? Well, how many other Grand Slam champions are there? There's, I mean, Jericho, right? Yeah. He won two U.S. titles, multiple Intercontinental titles, multiple tag, multiple world. I don't know. I saw no Bleacher Report. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't think that's actually true. Unless they count just the WWE title. No, you have to count a world. It's a world championship. But then when you do that, then you take out the early years because then there wasn't a double champion then. So maybe but, you just count the WWE championship. I. I, I don't know. Because technically Jericho, the only time he was WWF was the undisputed title, right? He yeah, well, what about Edge? What about Edge? He was U.S. champion? Oh, it was once, though. It, it was one time. I don't know. We're going to we're gonna have to look this up. And do we not count the original Grand Slam from back in the day? Do we not count that either? What would be the original Grand Slam? Oh, wait, no. Sean was only the European champion once. Okay. 
Maybe the Miz is the first ever two time Grand Slam champion. Who cares? It's all made up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Winning a Grand Slam. That, that's impressive. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Now, it took Miz quite a long time to, to achieve that. He was just rushing. It's crazy to think that the Miz has, like, Mike Mizane has been on TV for, like, over 20 years at this point, which is just insane. Yeah, like, he's been in WWE since 2006, and he's still there. He was kicked out of the locker rooms by JBL and Chris Benoit, told to change in bathrooms and whatnot. Look at him now. Mike Mizane and WWE Hall of Famer confirmed. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Now, now, is he a quote unquote real Hall of Famer? I would probably say no, but. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have very high standards for my Hall of Fame, Philip. Okay? What, what, what are your standards for a Hall of Fame, Brandon? Let me know. A Hall of Fame is one of the greatest of all time in a specific category or overall. So if you just name me like a name, I mean, Triple H, I think, I think like Triple H, Chris Jericho is kind of like the fridge. Like, I think they're in. But I think we're going no lower than that. No lower than that. So, like, Christian wouldn't be in, in your Hall of Fame? No. Why not? Because I don't feel Christian was the top guy, the best. I, As I said, very strict for the Hall of Fame. Now, CWD Hall of Famer, absolutely. First ballot, send him in. But the Tanguma Hall of Fame, he doesn't get in. Does Randy Orton get in? That's that's a, that's a question. That that's, the, that, that that's the fringe because he's been there for so long. He's been a top guy. He's been a top guy. Top. He's it's been a the, top the merchandise work, seller. The work hasn't exactly been the best, but I think if you tell me, I gotta pick one. What do you mean? What, you gotta pick one. The, how has the work yes. not been the best? It just hasn't been the best. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, what has like when? What I mean, really look at it. Look, look at all the matches he's, he's, he's had with guys like Mick Foley and the, the wars with Triple H, the, 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 the awesome he sequence. He just threw up black goo on Raw. Okay, you think he did that by choice? No. No. If, if whatever happened to him happened to me, I'd throw a black glue too. Black glue too. House of Horrors. That can't taint it. Okay, that can't taint his whole career. Okay. I'm sure, like, I'm you. You love Steve Austin. I'm sure he's had some duds, and that doesn't taint his career. No, does it? His but heel Stone, run but, was not good. Let's be honest. Stone Cold is the highest drawing. Oh, wrestler. that's that's fine. But I'm saying, like, his heel run was absolutely garbage. But does it taint his whole run? No. Was there ever a point in time where you would legitimately say Randy Orton was the best wrestler in the entire world? Yes, absolutely. And when would that be? Anytime he was the world heavyweight champion. You're the world champion, the best wrestler in the world. It's just that simple. Before you yelled at me, I, you're, while you're yelling at me, I think I ultimately said I put him in. But I, I'm not yelling at you. I'm, I'm just, we're just having a discussion. You know what I'm saying? Just like you, 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 it, it's it's with anything, you know. That, that's like with the uh, with the Bucks a uh, couple weeks ago. Why are they the best football team in the world? Because they won the Super Bowl. It's just that simple, man. Right now, the Miz is the best wrestler in the world because he's a world heavyweight champion. It's just that simple. That's all it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. yeah. After this heated discussion, all right, Rhea Ripley will be coming to Monday Night Raw, so big flop or what? I, 
I don't know. I really, I, I say this every time with NXT, she has a lot of potential. I know 2020 was a stinker. And the more and more we get away from her NXT title win, it's more like, okay, was she that good? Or is Shayna Baszler that great as a heel? And just anybody who beat Shayna Baszler was going to be over. I don't know. You know what? We should do a bonus podcast and we look at all the NXT call-ups and the ones that were flops and the ones that didn't turn out to be flops. Should we do that? We should do that someday. I mean, just off the top of my head, what NXT call-up has not had any bumps in the road? Like maybe Charlotte, but even that, it's like she doesn't, she's not been doing the best. She's a baby face when she should be a heel. And I, I can't think to mind like a great call-up where there hasn't been bumps in the road besides like maybe just the entirety of the shield um daniel bryant <laughs> that, well, that's not nxt what and what? even then there's bumps in the road was the show not nxt was the show not nxt it's the same brand it's just a different presentation i, I would go for getting a cutoff point i'd go full sell nxt oh 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 Okay, 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 okay. We'll, we'll do that podcast one day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Randy Orton, he coughs up black stuff. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, taking Papa Shango's gimmick. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, yeah that's the, there have been comparisons drawn to that. Yeah. The, the voodoo, the voodoo child. Ooh, ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe that should be a Bray's theme when he comes back. Little, little, little Hendrix action. But that's Hulk Hogan's theme. Who? Hmm? Who? Nah, he don't like black people. He can't have a black man song. Nah, nah. <laughs> Terry, Terry don't get that. He don't deserve that. Okay. Yeah. What about Mr. America? To hell with him too. <laughs> Mr. America, my ass. Uh, yeah, man. So, what are your thoughts? When, on when, when's Bray Wyatt coming back? We thought maybe Elimination Chamber. Thank God they didn't do anything there. But they like, I think for the first time, showed the burning on Raw. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll do, dude. I don't know what they're doing with this. Oh my god, I have no idea what's happening. But you know what is happening? What? Bad Bunny's happening. Yes, yes, yes. He is. He is a bad, bad bunny, or he is a Bugs Bugs Bunny. I'm gonna get that wabbit, as our truth would say. I mean, let me let, let me do a search real quick. Let, let, let me go to the Instagram. Let me go to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Let's let's see here. Let's really see. So Bad Bunny, he has 30.3 million followers on Instagram. He only follows one thing, and that is WWE. So hey, commitment to the bit. What he doesn't even follow Damian Priest, damn. Not even a real, not even a real friend. Not not even a real friend. I mean, he's followed by such people as Santana Garrett, Charlotte Flair, Thunder Rosa. The list goes on and on. Um, yeah, Damian Priest follows it. Oh man, that that, that sucks. That sucks terribly. Yeah, man. So I mean, I look at it like this. Uh, and I know people that don't understand it. Let, let me just let me let me. This is how business works, ladies and gentlemen. This is why celebrities come in. Bad Bunny's a ma- he's he, he's a he's a massive recording artist. What I call him, like star star power. He's an actual lowercase superstar. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going like I'm not going like massive star. Like he's not. No, like, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a corporate. Big S superstar. Like no, yeah, superstars. Yeah, he's, I'm, not, I'm, he's he's what a superstar actually is. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's not like he's not like a superstar. He's not like a prince. He's not like that famous. Though. I mean, he has 30 million followers. That, that, oh, okay, sure. But I'm saying like he's not like he's not like the like a prince or a James Brown. Or... I didn't say he was a god. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not god tier, but he, you know, he, he's a very successful recording artist with the reggaeton. Um, so look, it, it makes sense for him to be there. He's a, he seems like an actual fan of WWE. He's not like Jeremy Piven calling SummerSlam Summerfest or whatever. So it, it's cool, you know, him taking the title to SNL. Like, what is that? Twenty? What's a twenty-four-seven championship? That's a WWE title. Bad Bunny is a champion in WWE. What? Let, let me tune into Raw to see that. That's why he's there. That's why he's there. I mean, as I said with the Sasha Banks thing, I don't, I don't have any issue with Bad Bunny or other celebrities coming in when they treat it with respect. Bad Bunny's having having fun. He isn't like degrading it. I mean, even with uh, John Stewart, like when he did his thing with Seth Rollins, I had my issues with that. But I think Bad Bunny is doing a perfectly fine job. Like, yeah, maybe you don't want your wrestlers selling for him as much, but everyone's just devalued so much. I mean, as much as I love Angel Garza, he's not going to be rebuilt and pushed to the moon. I mean, they, they're trying to do it with Cesaro, but I still think that's an uphill climb. But Audio Casanova to AEW. Bad Bunny's more than likely going to have a tag team match with Damian Priest against Miz and Morrison. Cardi B possibly was thrown out there during the investor call. Bow wow. I mean, I know she had a little Twitter beef with uh, Lacey Evans, which that's not going to happen. But if I mean, if Cardi B comes in, I don't know exactly how big she's compared to Bad Bunny, but I know this might be the American talking, but I feel like that's a massive deal, even bigger than Bad Bunny. Dude, dude, what do you think her finisher would be that? Oh, splash. You think it would be that? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he's, he's a big name. That's why he's there. Um, and people are like, oh, it devalues the 24-7. Like, dude, it's the 24-7 championship. Nobody gives a damn. Nobody cares, bro. And the, I mean, best thing about it is we're not getting 24-7 shenanigans throughout the entire show. Yeah. I think he's the longest 24-7 champion in the history of the title. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, you know, like, who cares? Like, let, let him have a little nice little run with it. Maybe Gronk. Maybe Gronk had it for a little bit. Gronk, he did have it for a couple weeks, and then, you know, he went to go suit up and win a championship. But, uh, yeah, man, so I, I, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what goes on with Bad Bunny. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep the ball rolling with AEW. Uh, John Moxley defeats uh, Ryan Nemeth, the Dolph Ziggler lookalike, and he cuts a very passionate promo at the end. Fine match. I mean, Moxley gets the squash win as he should. I really enjoyed the promo. I thought it was, you know, baby face, but not pandering. You know, just saying, you know, I fight for you guys, and I'm going to give it everything I had. I know this might be stupid, but I'm going to fight this match. I think it did do a, a good job at kind of covering the plot holes of why Kenny would want this match and uh looking we don't have the on the script the promo with kenny backstage quote-unquote building the whatever you call you're they're calling it like i the, didn't i didn't put it on there because i thought it was stupid i yeah i thought it was dumb as well i mean i thought moxley did such a fantastic job is like bringing this like serious tone to it and then i thought kenny just tore it all down with his over the top 
kind of cringy, goofy shenanigans. See, this is why I was never on the Kenny Omega bandwagon because of stuff like this. Oh, he's the best mount machine. He's the best wrestler in the world. Oh my god! All you jabrones and marks getting wet over there in your in your layers when he's on TV, and he's bastardizing uh, what, what's supposed to be this insanely crazy, intense, brutal match. Yeah, I, I love the ending sequence of last week's show of him announcing it, and then. I mean, it wasn't what he did last week with the kids, but I thought, like, does he really need to be like in a welder's mask and like, you know, trying like when I, we had the promo pick a few weeks ago, the Undertaker making a coffin, like at least the Undertaker is this mythical being who that's his gimmick. Like Kenny, that's not what he does. He's not a welder. Why is he doing this? It just the more and more we get these things because. We didn't talk about the golf thing. I hated that. I hated the, the kids thing. Yeah, like then, he, he looked like a straight pedo with the kids thing. Like I wouldn't even let him near my children. You know, see, this is why we don't let wrestlers write their own stuff. This is why we don't let people just have full creative control. Because of stupid, stupid stuff like this. I don't know. I mean, the buck lies, buck stops with Tony Khan. And I I kind of hope and wish he... The buck? He see, eh? He, he sees this for what it is, but as we've talked before, maybe he's the nice guy and he can't say no to some things and maybe he needs a bad cop, even though he's the one who has all the bad cop ideas. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Brandon, keep running, keep running down the card, please. Just keep it going. Well, we had a uh, team Taz taking on the varsity blondes and they beat the varsity blondes. And this is where we get a little vignette of Sting dragging Darby Allen through a desert. And we see Sting open the body bag. We see uh, Darby with the face paint, as Mr. X alluded to, kind of, you know, being Sting's little brother or whatever. And I didn't have that much of an issue with it because they haven't done Darby being the little Stinger, like, at all. So when he did it finally for, like, the first time, I think it meant something. Now, is he going to wear the fa- – I mean, if he wants to wear the face paint for the rest of the few, that's fine but I didn't have that big of a problem with it. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that like at the very end, oh, his face paint's different. It's like stings. Okay, cool. It's fine. It's whatever, man. Uh, they got their they got their little comeuppance, which is good. Uh, it's just like like I said, man, I don't know like how well he's going to move in the ring. He seemed to be he, – did he seem to move okay to you, Sting? He, he was seemed a little stiff, but not wrestling for whatever, five years. It's probably cold there. Plus the old age. The old age, I, I thought he was okay. That's why I'm still wondering what exactly this street fight is going to be. Is it going to be more backstage? Is it going to be pre-edited and everything like that? But Darby flying through the rafters with the the latch. I mean, it was cool, but then obviously at the end when he's trying to do the – he's trying to get released from it. I think he had some issues. There was kind of an awkward cutaway for a long time from that. But overall, the baby face is getting some comeuppance. Maybe we get the heels – stand tall next week because next week is the go home show correct yes it's the go home show so yeah i I would assume the heels stand tall and then we get to because especially with sting beating up hook and putting him in the body bag i think taz is going to really want to come come for that ass uh taz needs to chuck out sting next week then we're seeing telly blanchard is gonna have a match next week i i know taz has his issues but (laughs) <laughs> That's true. I mean, Tully Blanchard hasn't wrestled since what ninety five. 
yeah. they said in the package he hasn't wrestled on a national stage since 1989 so longer that, than both of us has been have been alive that's true but his actual last match was in ecw in like 95 or 96 so almost as long as you you haven't been alive you yeah yeah it's been about like 20 26 25 years so that's interesting that's very interesting uh, can't wait to see. Can't wait to see. All right. Uh, Jake Hager defeats Brandon Cutler. This match took a little bit too long. Hager should have just ended him. Yeah, Hager. Wait. I mean, Hager won as he should, and the Bucks make the save. Maybe Hager running away from the Bucks isn't isn't the best look for Hager. But I think you're you're trying to build the Bucks up. And uh, after the fact, Jericho and MJF attack Papa Buck. They did a little vignette or a little backstage thing beforehand showing the young bucks and their parents taking photos in front of the, uh, the truck that has the young bucks faces on them. So just kind of a little seed plant. And then uh, Papa Buck eats the back of the, whatchamacallit, the back of the truck, bloodied all over the place. I thought it was a little corny. I know the young bucks dad isn't a wrestler. He's not going to know how to sell, but the fake, the fake blood, the dad's mouth being, you know, open the entire time a little weird and maybe you could have reshot that you could have reshot that uh maybe the blood being a little bit more like the texture may make it look more like real blood you know what i mean but i mean the blood on the on the bucks faces on the truck that was a nice little touch i get what they were trying to do there and just yeah man just make it or, or even if the man wanted to blade i don't know i don't know what's gonna go on there i don't know what's gonna happen I yeah. don't think that was real blood, especially since we've seen that type. No, of no, it wasn't real blood. Before. It wasn't real blood. But I'm saying, like, get something that looks really like real blood, because blood doesn't just stay on you like that. It's it's warm, liquid. It, it it'll drip for a little bit. Especially with some sweat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Shaq and Jade video package. There's Jade actually in the ring now. And yeah, they're de- definitely better than what they did last week or whatever. I didn't mention it, but the fact that you had Shaq and Jade together, you have Shaq, who I don't know what his time constraints are like, but you have Shaq doing this, and yet you just have a video package of one of them playing basketball. Like, what the hell? That's so dumb, but at least that's they get That's how you get the cardio, man. I think you get more cardio just running around than actually just shooting free throws, but... It's hand-eye coordination know. also. You know, you need that in the ring. Yeah, I mean, this Shaq thing, I've giving it a little benefit of the doubt because I have so much faith in Cody, but the Brandy pregnancy, I think, threw everything for a loop, and they're just trying to get us over with. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Hangman Page defeats Isaiah Cassidy. Really good match. It went on for, I think, longer than I expected it to. Matt Hardy getting sent out, Dark Order kind of firmly establishing as kind of that awkward friend-zoned person, you know. So, I mean, I think it's it's a fun little relationship with hangman in the dark order and solid match builds up a little bit for matt hardy and hangman in, in uh, next week but uh, i think this was i don't know if i'd say the best match but i think it was surprisingly good absolutely absolutely uh, he won with the dead eye instead of the buckshot lariat changing it up which i appreciate wrestlers should have multiple quote-unquote finishing moves even though you only have one yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Nyla Rose defeats Britt Baker in the uh, Women's Championship Eliminator Tournament. Decent match. Another, you know, surprisingly good match. I believe these two have worked before. And uh, heel-heel dynamic, I think Nyla played more of the baby face in this scenario. But, uh, I mean, I thought it was really good. I think, Britt, you, you've seen 
a lot of improvement since her first signing. We all thought she was going to be the star. Didn't exactly pan out, but she she's definitely done good work. And yeah, yeah. I mean, they wrestled each other last year, and Nyla injured uh, Britt. Look, man, I think Britt should have won this. My personal opinion. Like you could have found a way to like uh, it's the simple roll up victory, you know. You could have found a way to get Britt over on Nyla and have Britt just win the whole tournament and finally become the women's champion. I I mean I agree that I thought Britt probably should have won, especially if Thunder Rosa is gonna win on the other side against Riho or whatever. Just they've spent more time at least on the main show with Britt Baker, and you have Nyla Rose who you know she's a good talent in her own right, but just kind of pushing her and we've seen her so many times in the title picture that it's getting a little little tiresome and i think having brit at least make it to the semifinals like would have been a, a little bit better story even though she i don't say she needs to win the entire thing but because what britain britain she'd have wrestled for the title before right i don't i don't think I don't so remember. i think i think she did no they wrestled uh they definitely wrestled, but I don't know if they wrestled for the title. No, they wrestled in that warehouse where, like, she had broke her nose. Remember that? Yeah. All right, and last up was the main event to get into the Face of the Revolution ladder match at uh, AEW Revolution for a shot at the TNT title. Lance Archer picked up a big win over Ray Phoenix. I think Phoenix should have won, my personal opinion. I, I like Phoenix. I thought there, was, there wasn't, like, a specific moment where I thought Phoenix was going to win, like, a near fall, but I kind of talked myself in through – into throughout the match or maybe they would give phoenix the win but archer has been protected pretty strongly i think he's only lost really to i mean he took the loss with kenny he lost to moxley maybe he lost to brody i'm not 100 sure but for the most part he's been kept strong lost to cody lost oh yeah and lost to cody so i mean my point exactly he's lost to only like the top guys in the company and phoenix i think is a, a fantastic singles guy and he has potential Maybe him and Pentagon should be more in the tag team division, but I thought it was really good. And it kind of shows that Archer, when paired with someone super athletic and just an overall good worker, they can have a really good match. Absolutely, absolutely. And going uh, to the ladder match, it's just a big body to be a base for some crazy spots. Crazy, crazy spots. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Uh, Superstar Spotlight. Who do we got? Who do we got? Superstar Spotlight. I... I'm giving it to Bobby Lashley. I'll give it to Bobby Lashley as well. I think he's he's been uh, really good, as I said, pretty much throughout the pandemic. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but back in the day, ECW Bobby Lashley was little Brandon's favorite wrestler. Oh, isn't that cute? I don't know why. I can't explain it. I just really like Bobby Lashley for he's some just reason. A, he was just a big, buff black man. Yeah. Put it like that. It's a little weird, but uh, sure. <laughs> Look at all that meat. All right. Promo pick of the week. Edge's retirement speech Monday Night Raw, uh, April 12th, 2011. We remember this, man. I mean, Edge is your, your mother's favorite wrestler. Edge is my mother's favorite wrestler. Edge is one of my mother's favorite wrestlers. He's in the top five. Top five. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out to my, to my side, homie that album coming? But I like, don't know. I don't know. I've tore his ACL or whatever, and now he can't record. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. You need to like when like when Drake's in the studio, man. Like he's standing up and he's feeling it. You can't just be sitting there and be like caps for that XL. You, know, you can't. You can't do it like his that. whole his career was lifted off because he was in a wheelchair. I mean, come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. look, ho- hold on. There was he. There was more to Jimmy Brooks on Degrassi before he got shot. 
Okay. I'm a, I did Degrassi podcast. I'm a Degrassi buff. Don't start that here. I, I can't. I, always ass- I always assumed he was just always in the, in the wheelchair. No, he was a he was he was he was a basketball standout. Then he got shot. Then he became a, a standout basketball coach in a wheelchair. You know. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. Then he went off and became a lawyer. And but but if you saw the the, the music video, he, he he started to walk again. So it, it, it's all worked out. Beautiful. Yes, but uh, I mean, you remember the edge. You, you remember the edge retirement speech, and just uh, the passion that he had and coming up on it, man. I mean, he was the world heavyweight champion at the time. He got to retire as world champion. I do think night two of WrestleMania is on this on that day, right? I believe so. It's definitely one of the days. It's it's one of the days. Let's see, April. Oh, it's the day after. Okay, it's the day. So it's after. the raw. It's the raw. It'll be the ten year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Looking at it, I mean, could he could could he possibly do it, man? It's the title that he said he never lost. Could 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 could, could Edge be like, no, I want that. I want the big gold, and him and Roman for the big gold. It just it it would add some umph to the to the match. You know what I mean? I I know what you mean. I mean, this Edge promo. Unfortunately, we've seen too many of these. We had the Dana Brown, we've had the Page one, but uh, kind of I wouldn't say first of its kind, but uh, comes out after the WrestleMania win and just has to you know, bare soul and say, you can't do this anymore. And that's just what sucks about retirement. Sometimes is some people are able to walk away gracefully. Father time is undefeated. And sometimes he just rips it away from you when you least expect it. Absolutely. You know, Oh, I'm, I got to, got to, got to text from baby Huey. You know, when, when the podcast game is up, I, will I be able to walk away gracefully, Brandon? Hopefully that, that, you know, everyone thinks everyone wishes to walk out on top with the confetti flying down. But unfortunately more often than not, that's just not the case. Yeah, man. I mean, I know this is a this is a talking medium, but you you never know what could happen. You know, some something could happen to where I, I, I won't be able to do this anymore. We're gonna and, be like on a podcast survivor thing, and and we win. And they say, you know what? I think we're done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you hit hit a certain amount of episodes, and then you think, you know what? I think we 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 can retire on top now. You know what I mean? Don't think I do good in Survivor. Maybe like Amazing Race, like, yeah. like puzzles and traveling oh. and stuff like that. I think I'd be great on Family Feud. There we go. We get the other guy back. We get oh, Cindy. Get Cindy. There you go. Get Baby Huey. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm here in Family Feud four or five. I forget. Five, five. Yes, yes, yes. You, me. Thank you, Grandma. Other guy, Cindy, Baby Huey. I think, I think it'd be great. Be I'd awesome. be the one. I'll just say something dumb just to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, man. Brandon, tell us about our uh, close match of the week. Well, Close match pick of the week. We're going to go over to Japan. FMW May 5th, 1993. We talked about the exploding barbed wire death match with Moxley and Kenny. This is maybe one of, if not the most famous barbed wire exploding ring time bomb death match. This is on YouTube in full if you want to watch this. We have uh, Asushi Onita taking on Terry Funk. A fantastic match. There's a 15-minute countdown clock until the ring explodes and this is a teacher student match and the ending don't exactly want to spoil it but i thought the ending was absolutely phenomenal i actually did not did not see this yes i did not see this but uh, i mean onita man like he i have a story about onita so sam roberts told us on his podcast back in 2017 at czw Onita Russell's Matt Tremont in the obviously death match. And this was the first time Onita was in the States in like, oh man. Was it was this match in the States, Brandon? This one? Was it? If it's CZW, I would assume so, but No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the Terry Funk one. 
No, this is in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is the first time Onita was back in the states and like got like maybe ten or fifteen years, and you know, like this long line and like this deathmatch legend that brought a lot of uh, brought a lot of a lot of star power, you could say, to CZW at the time, which really got the ball rolling for him uh, back then and got got them on that nice little indie hype. So Onita, man, star. There we go. I mean, fantastic match. If they're not flying around, they're not doing a whole lot. It's just kind of really teasing the barbed wire spots. Just so much blood. I know I don't like the blood, but uh, and as I said with the Kenny Moxley thing, I don't know if this match really needs it, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. My thinking is, I know Moxley, this is his type of match, but if we were to like plant that match into today's circumstances, like thinking of a Moxley Seth Rollins match, a barbed wire death match. I think that is kind of the similarity or what Tyler black, whatever his name is like some, someone who has a long, long history oh, with John okay. Moxley, like okay. John, John Moxley doesn't have that type of history with Kenny. So yeah. if you bring someone in who has that hit three, his hit three history, hit three. and they go, you know, 15 minutes and there's an exploding, whatever, someone dies. And then at the end of the day, they like, you know what, they hug it out and their brothers similar to, was it their Hell in a Cell match? I think that could have been very similar, but uh, I was there for that. That was dope, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a fantastic match. I kind of went down a Japanese death match rabbit hole yesterday on YouTube, but uh, this is definitely one of the bigger ones. And it, there's no commentary, so you just hear the crowd just going, you know, going insane for just every little movement, and it was great. Should I dub commentary over? Should, should I do that? I think I could make it good. I think I can make it better. If you think you can make it better, go right it. And also, this is kind of cinematic wrestling before cinematic wrestling, because I believe oh. this is like on a VHS. There's like music dubbed in after the fact and everything like that. I think it's it, it's all great. As much as I don't like the death matches, but I was a big fan of this one. You uh, you find any piranha death matches? Haven't gone that far down the rabbit hole yet. You, you yeah, you've never seen one. I think I've seen clips, but I've never an, actually an watched exploding them. piranha barbed wire death match. You've never seen one of those. I. Dude, Fortunately, I can say I have not. Dude, it's it's so weird, but it's so good. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter at Bullocast, Instagram, the Bullocast, YouTube channel, the Bullocast, emails, Bullocast, two is the number two, sweet SWT at gmail.com. Uh, every Friday night, 104.7 FM KAPU in Watsonville from um, 11 p.m. to midnight. iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon. We're all over the damn place. Follow Curveballs and Share Shots. Follow my other pop podcast complex conversations c-o-m-p-l-e-x-x conversations on the youtube the twitter and the instagram and staham in the click uh, we're supposed to be recording later tonight um but hopefully ho- hopefully we do get some uh get to get some aw some more aw talk out there with my perspective baby huey stay clean stay strong stay safe stay quarantined damage are forever so is the microphone messiah red alert this is gonna when your face is in the dirt, you'll know your death is what I seek. We are the elite. This has been the broadcast. Thank you for listening.